and welcome to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fatal. My pronouns are she, they. I am on the unceded land of the Multnomah, Wasco, Calitz, Clackamas, Bands of Chinook, Kathlamet, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Malala, and so many other tribes who made their homes where I live and along the Columbia River. You might be wondering where I've been, or, may, or maybe not. Maybe, maybe like me, you've been trying to catch up and do all the things that you need to do during summer. I hadn't planned on taking a break, really. I had planned on taking a couple weeks off, and it turned out to be more than a couple weeks, as those of you that follow me pretty regularly have... <laughs> have noticed. I I knew I would be going on my river trip in Montana with my sister and my brother-in-law and my husband Todd. We do that every year. And on that river trip, I got COVID for the first time that I know of. And it ended up being a lot. So we were out in the middle of nowhere no um, service of any kind. You have to have one of those um, satellite uh, phone walkie-talkie things to get any kind of help. And we didn't need that kind of help, but that's the kind of river, (laughs) river floating we're doing. And Three of us got COVID. Um, This was supposed to be a slow and gentle trip where usually we do it in like four days where we start on a Thursday and you sleep and then you get up early the next morning and you get on the river and you do Friday, Saturday, and then you get off on the Sunday, I think. Yeah, that's what we usually do. And so this time we were going to get on a, get on the river on the Thursday and take an extra day. And we had been planning this for quite a while. And so we were taking it slow, doing a lot of hikes, because what we usually do is we go first the first part of the river we do like eight river miles for those of you river nerds you'll know what that means um <laughs> for those of you that don't it's not a big deal um and then we get to the first campsite we set it all up we put up our hammocks we take a nice walk and we did a hike that night and my sister had a really bad cough on the Thursday and it was getting worse and then on that night I started to get a little bit of a cough and then we got up the next day and you know we take our time we have a nice breakfast we drink our coffee we visit or we read and then we get on the river at like 9 or 10 or whenever we're feeling like it after we take down camp and we were gonna go I think about five miles that day which is not very far on a river. And then we set up camp and we had this terrible storm. I mean, you guys, people, so many things that happened. We were in a terrible storm where I was actually frightened to be in my tent. We were under a tree, um, not under any branches, but just, it was not a good experience. And we were, Todd and I were in our tent yelling across to my brother 
and my and sister and the other 10, are you okay? Are you okay? And, uh, coughing and having to take Benadryl. And then we got to the next spot and, um, my sister and I were pretty sick and Jacob was starting to get sick. And so we were trying to decide, you know, do we just keep going, not set up camp? And, but when we got to the third campsite, another storm rolled in and you do not want to be on the river in a storm. It's very dangerous. I mean, it's not the necessarily the wind, but it's the possibility of lightning. So if you know there's a storm coming, I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing, man, so much of life is like a float on the river. You think it's going to be a gentle, you know, slightly bumpy at times ride, and then it's full-on windstorm, lightning, thunder, torrential rains, um... So we got our camp set up, and then the rain rapidly came in, so we just kind of had to hunker down in our tents, and Jacob was getting sicker and sicker, and so we were trying to decide, like, do we, after the rain died down, like, do we let everything kind of dry out a little bit and then just try to push on and get back on the river, or do we, like get up in the morning and figure it out and anyway we got up the next morning and he was very sick and so the last part of the river was supposed to be two days and we had to do it in one trip because he was so sick so our gentle days that were supposed to be broken up into um, you know five six mile increments became 19 and a half river miles in one day, y'all. It was so exhausting. And then you have to load everything up. You have to get off the river, load everything into the car. We couldn't find the key to the camper and uh, drive to where the other car, the other vehicle is, and then go like the three and a half hours back to the house and then we got up the next morning and my sister was like maybe this isn't a summer cough maybe I should uh, take a COVID test and she had COVID and I took a test and I had COVID and Jacob had COVID and Todd was the only one that didn't have COVID so for the remainder of our vacation we pretty much slept and watched television (laughs) And then I had to do my 10-hour drive home. And I still kind of feel like I'm recovering. For those of you out there that have had COVID and had any kind of symptoms, I mean, my, my symptoms were so mild compared to a lot of people I know that still are having health problems and complications due to having COVID. Um, But I also have my hypothyroid and Hashimoto's that I've been dealing with. And so I was just exhausted and I still feel like I'm exhausted. And what I'm trying to do on here, so I'm trying to do so many things on here. I'm trying to talk about feelings. I'm trying to demystify some of the things that happen in 
a traumatic childhood and talk openly about my experience in that and talk, talk openly about my experience in the church and my own deconstruction and my own spiritual journey and the ways that I find connection to creator or creation. But the other thing that I'm trying to talk about is just being a human in the world. And one of the things that I think that we've been taught, it's probably not just limited to the United States, but it's very prevalent here, is to work yourself to death. And I've talked about that on here and trying to figure out a new rhythm in my diagnosis, which I, I got to say, having the um, having COVID did not help. <laughs> I went to my acupuncturist when I got home and he, he was like, well, that's a great way to test your <laughs> hypothyroidism is to get COVID. That'll tell you what's really going on or not what's really going on. So I say all that to say, Every time I've thought about talking to you again, I felt like it was more important for me to figure out how to take care of myself because I am a very firm believer in do as I am saying. No, that's not right because I don't want you to do what I say. (laughs) But I'm not going to tell you something is working for me. I'm not going to encourage you to take rests or seek out therapy or spiritual direction or um, self-care if I'm not actually trying it and and trying to do it and um, succeeding and failing. I'm not somebody that, that will say, hey, you should come and see me for spiritual direction, but not see a spiritual director myself or tell you therapy has really helped me and you should go to therapy or you should go to therapy, but I don't and haven't gone to therapy myself. I feel like in order to talk about things, I have to actually be, be trying them and and be honest about my failures in them and my successes. But I think often on this side of the microphone, which is actually just my telephone, <laughs> don't have a special fancy microphone often on that side I think people allude to pain or struggle or you know wrestling with their inner critic or dealing with shame they allude to the struggle but they don't fully tell you how difficult the struggle is and where they're failing and what that failure feels like, or, you know, that they just failed, and they just sat in their failure for a long time and just let that be. I feel like often there's a nod at vulnerability, but there's not a real vulnerability that you're getting from the person that's on this side of the microphone or smartphone. And I don't resonate with that. I mean, I'm not giving you all my dirty laundry because, frankly, that's just vomiting on you. But I do want to be really honest all the time about what works for me. And if it stops working, I want to be honest about the things that I'm reading, the things that I'm struggling with, um, so that you don't feel alone. And also, it helps me not feel alone, even if you never tell me, 
anything about yourself, just to talk in this environment and be honest about how it is to deal with a diagnosis or my own workaholism or all the things that I have wrapped up, all my, all the ego that I have wrapped up in, 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 in the business that I've tried to build and how the moment that that takes a little bit of a dip, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> so I'm just a human trying to figure this stuff out and be vulnerable along the way with so that hopefully you feel like you can be more vulnerable with the people that earn your trust and with the clients that you have or the relationships you're building that you're willing to take a little bit of a risk or maybe you weren't willing to take a risk before or you're like, fuck it. I'm going to be honest about who I am and what I want because that's the kind of relationships I want. That's what I want. That's what I want to do here. I don't want to make another place where I'm pretending like I have all my shit together because I don't. And I don't, I think for the most part, I've been pretty honest that I don't. Maybe it's turned a lot of people off. But also, that's not what I'm trying to build. I'm not trying to build a brand or, you know, like look at my successful life because also it wouldn't take you very long to like, whatever, whoever deems success, success, or whatever that looks like, but it wouldn't take you very long to figure out that that's not a real thing, that I am struggling to, you know, figure out how to have healthy boundaries with my kids as they grow up, to manage my emotions with the changes of letting them go and then come back in the summer, and how to be a mom in those situations because I still don't really know how to be a mom in those situations and let my children heal for sometimes from some of the things that I in trying to protect them maybe I overprotected them or I exposed them and to be as okay as I can be in the tension of letting them tell me things or express things to me that are very painful that I felt like I was protecting them from. So all of these things, all of these things I want to have conversations about and I want to continue to have conversations with people trying to do good in the world, just everyday people that decided that they were going to do something, whether that's through, um, you know, protesting or Black Lives Matter or reproductive rights or, you know, the person that puts a food pantry in their front yard. Whoever it is, I'm not deciding if one thing is better than the other thing. I'm just excited about people that have decided that their contribution mattered because I think all of our contributions into this world matter. And also what those people are doing to take care of themselves. If they have a spiritual practice, if they've struggled to maintain a spiritual practice when things don't go like they're supposed to go or like they think they're going to go or they've been told they were going to go by whoever's donating money or time or you know, whatever the case may be. So those are in the works. 
But still, what I'm going to talk about is the things that matter to me. And the things that matter to me are being a more healed person in the world. Calming my hypervigilance and um, having healthy boundaries and pursuing creative spiritual practices that bring meaning and excitement into into my world and being honest about how hard it can be sometimes to find things that make me feel good that bring life um yeah so I I didn't want to stay away so long I thought about you but I also felt like like I've said almost I think from the beginning that I don't want to just keep putting out content for the sake of putting out content. I don't think anybody needs that. There is plenty of content in the world. And if I don't have anything to say, and it's not if I don't have anything perfect to say or anything fully realized to say, it's that if I don't have anything that I think will help you or that we can work out together or somebody that I'm really excited to talk to or has the time to talk to, because I had a lot of people I was excited to talk to, but they just didn't have the time because summer is really busy. I'm not going to keep doing something for the sake of doing it. There are other ways I can find to connect with you that are meaningful if this isn't working anymore. So I'm always kind of testing myself and how I feel around that because I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my own time. But I am always excited to share and always excited to get into the nuts and bolts of things that I'm thinking and feeling and questioning or also enraged about. And also, I don't want it just to be stuff that I'm enraged about because I think there's enough of that and there's plenty to be mad about. And I also want to find things to be excited about and hopeful about and while still doing the hard work of deconstruction and dismantling white supremacy and racism. And I am so thankful that you all continue to stick around and you share me out (laughs) with other people I would like this to turn into a place a community where people feel comfortable to share their vulnerable parts it's good to be back I hope you share this with friends and keep listening remember who you are you are worth knowing you are worth loving you are worth being in this world Take care, everybody.